It's not easy living on a dying planet, but it is easy to feel overwhelmed when it comes to making changes and taking action to try and save it. Where do you start? Is it even worth it? Can you really make a difference? Welcome to the Tea on Sustainable Living podcast, where we attempt to answer these questions by spilling the tea on living sustainably in a world that's going to shit. I'm Brandy. And I'm Hannah. And for years, we've been navigating the big, messy, gray area of caring about our planet. It hasn't always been smooth sailing, but we're not giving up yet. So brew yourself a cup of tea, get comfy, and let's try and navigate that gray area together. Hello, give a shitters. This is Hannah. And this is Brandy. And you're listening to episode number 26 of the Tea on Sustainable Living podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> There we go. Woo from both of us. I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're getting there. We're getting there. What are we talking about today, Hannah? We um, are talking about education and climate anxiety. Oh, okay. Nice little um, fun, light topic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that is all we cover uh, here, of course. All we talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the light topics. Um no, I was, uh, this has kind of been on my mind because I work in education, as some of you might already know. Um, I worked as a teaching assistant for a couple of years, and then I currently work making texts as a textbook editor. And one of the things we're working on primary books at the moment, and one of the things that I really notice is from such a young age, how much that there is in the books around climate change um climate change the negative human impact on the environment the way in which species are depleting um also the actions that you can do so these are textbooks for like six seven eight nine ten year olds like pretty young kids and there's some pretty topics in there and then even the book, the parts of the books that aren't necessarily specifically related, you know, and it's not like a science textbook. We also, and this is across, this isn't just in my company, this is across the board. There's like a real big push to focus on the more sustainable development goals, which are the, is the UN, which is set by the United mm-hmm. Nations. And they're, um, for people who don't know their goals, I think there's 18 of them, 16, 16, 18. We can, I should find, we can find a link um, and put it in the show notes. We'll find a link. I've seen <laughs> that. They have like the, the like, different colored like squares. Exactly. The different colored squares is like targets set for 2030. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, you know, life and life at sea, um, this human, you know, like reduction of poverty, like a whole range of stuff. Some relating to climate, others just like general, like development goals, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the name suggests. Mm-hmm. And they're like really introduced into the books. And I have, I can't quite work out what I feel about it. Mm. And then on the other side of that, what we're seeing, particularly among Gen Z, but I mean, I think probably a lot of us have already have found it ourselves, is like climate anxiety. Mm-hmm um and but there's some of the statistics for young people um like i was looking at a survey so this was for 10,000 young people aged 16 to 25 um and then over 50% said they felt sad anxious angry powerless helpless and guilty 
mm. uh, around the environment and climate change. And over 45% said their feelings about climate change negatively affected their daily life and functioning. So I'm just reading aloud from this paper. Um, I'll, mm. We'll have a link in the show notes. So kind of like the two strands I wanted to talk about. Mm. Okay. I feel like before we go any further, it's probably a good place for a disclaimer that we are not healthcare professionals. I am no longer healthcare professionals. We are not psychologists, psychiatrists. So while talking about anxiety and we are not the go-to people for what you should do. So yeah, go talk to someone who yeah. is qualified. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in like our own, our own context. But- right. And I'm, you know, now this makes me be like, and what I'm saying about the production of textbooks is reflective of my own opinion and not who I work for. That feels very American, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a you know, yeah, like, perfectly like, normal oh, disclaimer. <laughs> the views of the individual do not reflect the views of the company or something like that, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Okay, we, we yeah. have disclaimed. Disclaimers have been made. <laughs> so do you feel like how how climate change, climate crisis, et cetera, how it's being taught is, like, leading to more, leading to climate anxiety? Because I know you wrote in here, like, it is – it is a normal reaction to like this climate crisis, all those feelings, mm-hmm. like perfectly normal responses. But do you feel like yeah. the way it's oh. being taught the issues and what to do about it is like helping to kind of combat that or it's maybe like worsening it? Does that make sense? I don't know. Honestly, I don't, not, I don't know if it's, that's, I'm not sure, right? Because on the one hand, well, in some subjects, there's like factual information, right? Like in your, natural science your biology mm. class right like that is factual information so that should be taught mm-hmm. but i think maybe it's like the difference between what young people and children and young people are being taught and what they see as the reality in the world around them mm. you know like all of the information you know like and there's things like the practical thing like things you know there's always the kind of the side of the, the textbook and open any textbook, I think, and most of them will be like these these days. You know, there'll be something where it's like, these are the things, the the problems humans are causing to the environment. Great. And then it'll be like, here are some ways we can protect the environment, you know, like recycle, um, save water, mm. um, buy secondhand. But all these things children can do. Mm. And, it like and do they see their parents doing that or the, the the government? I don't know. I mean, at that, that age, it depends what age we're talking about, right? Teenagers have more, right? you know, um, and then children, like, I don't, like, yeah. obviously I'm talking kind of over a big age range. It sounds like there's, <laughs> so like I a, don't know. I'm like, it sounds like it's missing the part of like, who's the most responsible? Because like, yes, humans have an impact, mm. but like, if you leave out who's having the right. most impact, then that's like... It is a very nuanced thing. But then at the same time, it's quite simple. Like, yeah, it's fossil fuels and such a few, like, go back, listen to our last episode 25 about how, you know, a, a small number of people contribute the most and not just talking about wealth across, like wealthy people across, across nations, like, like oil, like oil companies, et cetera. So yeah, if you're leaving out, but that's like a pretty big piece of it it's like not like not all humans are contributing equally therefore our actions should not all be equal yeah and yeah that's true that's, that, um, that disconnect between what you see around you and and it's probably quite difficult too with textbooks because it's quite politicized 
like the political the influence right. that these oil companies that have on politicians and then you yeah oh it gets tricky because then textbooks are supposed to like as remain soon neutral as, yeah, as soon as you said book that i was like oh like mm. i'd be nervous mm. putting something like that in um if i had that choice you know i'd feel like that needed to be something that was a directive from beyond me higher mm. up also interesting going back to um to episode 25 mm-hmm. i'm like showing that thing of like being the cog like yeah. this is my personal opinion but i'm like for someone to give me permission yeah. from in within the company <laughs> but then like there's a way you could um, present the facts that like there are news news stations that are like news are there's it's news stations are supposed to be neutral present the news but then there are ones that's like it's like known that they're they're they slant a little bit this way or slant a little bit that way so like presenting the fact that drilling oil fossil fuels a limited resource is bad that is a fact you're not saying these few people yeah i mean da, 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 da. so you present like this is the problem but yeah then how do you how do they get and that connection presented like that but how do they you get know, that connection like, to the, you know, like, the real world? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another point of part of this issue, like I was reflecting on this around like education and climate change was that probably the first time I became engaged in climate action was through school, mm-hmm. like was through a teacher. I've talked about this, I think, on the first episode when we talked about our journeys. Um, I had a teacher who like showed us the Al Gore documentary an inconvenient truth yeah. the name i've just forgotten it again an inconvenient truth. that one um inconvenient truth and um he took us to a climate change march in london mm. and like that had a real positive impact on us was this and like, like really he was a free teacher he really teacher brought or? it into the curriculum what kind geography. Of geography teacher okay yeah so like talking about like human geography and like yeah talking about and he, he like, I don't know how much it was part of the curriculum. I don't really remember. Mm. Um, but he really made it like a big part of it. I wonder how much like leeway so he that was, was a given, real positive impact. Or how much like he had mm. to push for that. I don't know. I don't know about yeah. school if it was like a, a public or private school or. Right. No, it wasn't a public school. But I think, mm. I mean, I think that's interesting when you're in a classroom. Obviously, you've got to meet certain targets and stuff. But as a teacher, you do also have quite a lot of, I mean, you do have control over what you teach and you also don't. Mm-hmm. Like you have yeah. to, and now in the US, you know, make like, curriculum, but also the way you phrase things and like the emphasis you give and how you interact yes. with students. Yes. That change, that you have kind of a lot of freedom around that, I think. Yeah, I think the way you present it. I know in the US, depending on the state, like there are state standards, depending on what type of school you teach at, mm-hmm. you have to like teach certain curriculum and they have to be able to pass this test that covers these topics. Um, and I think in the U.S. it seems like more private, like private schools, you have more, like there is no like state mandated curriculum, like it's on you. So then there's definitely like a range of kind of freedom there, but yeah, how you present it, your tone of voice, what you emphasize seems like it, yeah, could apply across the board. Yeah. I like that you did that and that it impacted you positively. Yeah. It was a real positive impact. But yeah, I mean, I do also remember at that age feeling really scary and you're like what can I do mm. and you know you feel that tension I mean at any age but I think there's that like there is anxiety producing about 
like you you have less autonomy especially as a teenager you're more aware of what's going on and you have autonomy but you also don't you know your life mm-hmm. is still quite constrained by school your family dynamics mm-hmm. you know that kind of I don't know but then you also like believe you can change the world mm-hmm. at that age with a power of belief that maybe diminishes yeah, as you yeah. get older <laughs> yeah as reality sets in like, how, how sad you know? is that though it is sad it yeah. is sad just but thinking about it I was like you know at like 16 you really like I could change things mm-hmm. and even like you know 10 15 years later you're like I still think I can change things but maybe not as much <laughs> I don't know maybe that's sad is that that is kind of sad yeah how do we, yeah, how do we, <laughs> how do we support our youth in like holding on to that as like tight as possible? Or is it good that we yeah. get a, do- a bit, a dose of reality? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You had a note about, oh, perspective. Like, yeah, you have definitely a bit less perspective yeah, when like, you're I think young before the reality that. sits in. And is that good? Is yeah. that bad? Is it both? I think it's good in the sense that like, bo- it's good in the sense that like you it's like things are quite simple and then mm. i think it as as reality sets in you you see the nuance of it and it and it gets complicated overwhelming but at the same time and i think i mentioned this in the last episode that like it is it is simple oh what am i trying to say i think a good quote here to pull is like simple doesn't mean easy so i think that's mm. where like you realize it when you're young it's like okay this is the issue simple solution like easy, what's the problem? Like let's just do it, and then you you realize that it's they they are not the same thing. And it's the simple, the mm. simpler something is, it is quite difficult. Um, so yeah, how do we yeah. maintain that like not tunnel vision, but like kind of eye on the prize thing of like no no no, this is still what we need to work towards. Yeah, I guess because I feel like some of the ways make gaining perspective in an commerce is also just being like overwhelmed by the complexity of like Mm. adult living Mm -hmm. and also like being distracted by other things that seem more fun in -hmm. the moment or like I want to do this and I want to do that and you have more choices Mm -hmm. but you also have your rent and you might do a job because you have to pay your rent and then you have this and that or you Mm -hmm. like choose the wrong career and you have to change or you like I don't know all those, like, I mean, then there's lots of great things that made adult being and living sound really negative, and I don't actually believe that. But like, it's just like so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without being like, I'm also, I like, I also don't want to be patronizing because I also think being like growing up and like pressures teenagers are under and like school is also really like mm-hmm. tough as well. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm bringing it back to the perspective. I was just thinking about our our dear friend Greta, and how yeah her like her learning about the climate crisis and who's responsible has you know obviously led her to where she is today and um and like led the Fridays for Future still leading Fridays for Future and has kind of become the the like kind of spokesperson for that like perspective of wait a minute you created the problem, but you're putting it on me to fix it. Like shame on you mm-hmm. for like, what was that one speech? Like our house is on fire. Shame on you for yeah, causing it, not doing anything about it. Make like putting it on us to like do something about it. So that 
perspective is definitely very helpful because it does like it kind of clears like clears the fog a bit like oh oh yeah okay this is yeah that's true this is the way it is why are we acting like it's not yeah so i think i think it's helpful to have to have both um don't remember where i was going with that yeah like, i think that was it <laughs> no but it's like it brings something you know like that perspective and maybe and it'll be interesting to see like i think like it's hard for me to remember but i think we were like i said the words that teacher and i think it was part of the curriculum mm. um well I, so i graduated school in 2012 so like i think it was already part of the curriculum to mm-hmm. teach about climate change but i don't remember talking about it ever in primary school I mean, I it remember. might be just because I don't remember. It's like too far yeah. back. But I don't remember talking about you it. Know, do you remember? Did you talk about it in school? I don't remember. I graduated high school in 2007 and then graduated college in 2011. So I think and I remember an Inconvenient Truth being a very early, if not like one of the first kind of like introductions to like right. change. And that I think came out in 07. And that was 2008? somewhere around around there. Me graduating high school and yeah. starting college um and th- i don't really have any memories right before that talking about it in school um i don't even think i took environmental science and i think geography was covered as part of history like i don't think i don't remember being a separate mm-hmm. course so the sciences i took because i knew i wanted to be a nurse were uh chemistry physics biology so i didn't know okay. i didn't even take like earth science or anything um okay so, yeah, I think there's definitely been so, like yeah. a shift. It's definitely like more shift, common knowledge shift. for for young kids. It sounds like your your textbook is for well, like nine, ten year olds. Yeah, and of course adolescents. Um, it's just like that's just like they're normal, right? Exactly. I know. I think that'll be interesting to see. I mean, we're already seeing. I guess like to see how that affects. Hopefully, in a positive way, not just in extreme yeah. environmental anxiety, but um, you know, like being educated with knowledge Mm -hmm. what kind of an impact that will have on our future future leaders and and the impact Mm -hmm. you know like as our generation as well like comes into like positions of with more power Mm -hmm. um you know kind of an impact that will have and hopefully it's a positive one Mm -hmm. yeah i just can't help but go back to like if if textbooks teachers schools are like just teaching the facts and it's this is the problem and these are solutions but leaving out all of the in between if like kids aren't having aren't getting that kind of filled in somewhere aren't getting that connection made of mm-hmm. who is more responsible yeah then i can definitely see that how that can would lead to would be more likely to lead to to some climate anxiety because seeing that disc it just be, it seems it's a huge disconnect between the reality of the situation yeah because it's easy to just say here's a problem here's what we can do and again that's right that the playing field is completely equal and it's not so yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah and i think and that's probably also unfortunately the area that as we already said like for wherever you are in education because it is political mm-hmm. that's the area where people are most nervous to talk or mm-hmm. to put something in paper you know, because then you're like, um, and it's hard to find the exact, well, I mean, 
you know, you have to make sure what you're presenting is like factual. Right. But I don't know if there's a way um, like teachers could, I don't know how to phrase this, like create. I'm sure there is, but it's probably the harder. Sorry, carry on. No, yeah, it's yeah, definitely not the easier path to just yeah, teach what like what you're supposed to. But if there's a way to kind of, I don't know how to phrase this, not like set the stage, but like encourage students to kind of do research on their own or have conversations with their parents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do they say? Like in teaching, um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So is there a way to like, that yeah. they can kind of present the facts in a way that like kind of piques their interest and like makes them curious to find out more and have them seek that from yeah. like, friends and family and having more conversations. Cause that, yeah, I think that's where that, yeah. that connection will be, will be made and the gaps will be filled. So if you're listening and you have kids, have conversations. Um, yeah. I guess would be a good thing to recommend. Um, I think just having conversations in general is, and being open-minded and curious and is always a good um, thing. So, yeah, I don't know. And it is this, yeah, I'm just like looking, I um, it's in this National Geographic um, article that we'll link in the show notes. And this is kind of more anecdotal. And um, this just kind of talking about anxiety and this like disconnect. So there's this part um, where Emily, someone called Emily Balquetis, Balquetis, I don't know how to pronounce her surname was talking about, and she's 42, she was talking about the generational divide in her own home. And she said, um, so this is a quote from the article. She said, if the subject of climate change seemed too, uh, too abstract for kids in the 1990s, times have changed as, as Balquetis was starkly reminded one evening when she set dinner on the table and in a, in a disposable container, burst into tears. Mum, we can't reuse or recycle this plate, he cried. Um, that hit me really hard. She said, I'm of the older generation that doesn't feel that angst. Matty is four. Mm. So like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's like intense. <laughs> it's this like how, like there's such a strong focus within education mm-hmm. to teach about climate. And, you know, it's like, and I think it's also easy for people to sort of do a, like a throwaway thing, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we like, we should recycle. And, you know, like, oh, we're making this craft today, kids. Like we're using recycled materials, you know, like the easy stuff. Which is not that the heart like of the issue. Impact. has an impact and it's not the heart of the issue. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that goes back exactly to you, to our last episode of that, like individual versus. Mm-hmm. And and that you know the last couple of episodes actually we've been talking about that individual versus corporate mm-hmm. action. But on the other hand, I do still feel you know it is important that we're educating about this. Yeah, but I think it just it <laughs> could be improved. Like I mean, like most things, like you know, you have like right. version one, version two, version three. Okay, you're teaching it great, but like, how do we do that? How do educators teach like present this issue in a way that informs, educates, but then also like supports the the student the kid in and yeah the, the feelings that that brings up is it conversations with yeah. the parents uh this is what we're teaching here's maybe some suggested ways to i don't know right to support your kid through this this unit i don't know yeah not, not well versed like just in, like, being curriculum. very aware of the impact mm-hmm. and and i guess the being aware that we well i think 
a lot of people our age do and and old you know people do have certain climate anxiety at all ages mm-hmm. i don't think that's just for young people but perhaps we haven't grown up with it so strongly so we do have the tools to disconnect mm. from that for good mm-hmm. and for bad and being really aware you know especially like chill, you know your brains are developed where you understand information is different Mm -hmm. you know that this is like a real issue and when you're younger everything feels like more feels bigger right and you and you don't have the power at that Mm -hmm. age you don't you can't change things or or yet tools to i mean you can you can but you you know right it's like i don't know um yeah we can't all be greta (laughs) right but yeah, I'd love to hear any of our listeners or any, do any of you work in education or mm-hmm. with children, young adults? Are you a young adult? Yeah. Or what was this? Like, what, was what do you ex- feel? What was your experience in education? Yeah. Did you grow up where you taught about climate change mm-hmm. at school? Like, when do you remember it? When did you first mm-hmm. come across it? Yeah. Let us um, know. Um, you can yeah. always let us know on Instagram at the Tian Sustainable Living, but also a voice note. Um, to just go to the website. And hit contact the chancesustainableliving.com and then you can leave like a voice note. Cause I'd love to hear like, yeah, like what, what was your experience growing up like in education? What were yeah. you taught about climate? Um, and like, how do you think that's like impacted you? Yeah. So let us know. Um, and Hannah, I encourage you to maybe ask, ask more questions at work. If like you see, if you're I yeah. know, working on a textbook and you see this, okay. Planet's dying. Recycle. Mm. I don't know. They ask a question yeah. like, "Is there yeah, like, is there a way we can provide more info?" I don't know. I don't know how much. No, it's your comfort level sure. is. And you know, like much. it's something for me. I don't work on science textbooks, so but we do have the sustainable development goals. And one of the things I don't know if this is a good or bad, but my co-editor and I we decided we wanted to focus on to try and focus on like the positives related mm-hmm. to those goals. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, kind of what we did in the love letter to the planet. Like, you know, I, mm. it doesn't all need to be like doom and gloom. Like, yeah. why do we like love like life on land? Mm-hmm. You know, that okay. was an yeah. approach we decided to take. And then if you want to preserve but, that to en- encourage then. Yeah. Mm. But. um, well, I like that. Yeah, it's easy to give information without you know, being fully, like, how is that actually, like, how is this going to be responded to in a classroom? Mm. Is the teacher going to be able to give sufficient time to, especially, like, in a textbook situation, you're often putting, like, did you know? And then, like, I don't know, did you know if the, this is a random example, but, like, you know, if the bees die out, we'll lose, like, a third of our, Mm. our, our grains, like, woo you know like that's there's there's a f- actual figure in there somewhere where i'm not like mm-hmm. but you know like it's really easy to put these like bite chin and i'm like thinking i'm like as a kid reading that that was uh, like nine years old mm. versus something that like could be you know it's versus an actual lesson where you like go through something or versus like did you know we have like x amount of like species like our planet can sustain so many varieties of plants and animals like isn't that cool or even even the big one like did you know if you you know maybe consumed local honey or if you i don't know something shifting it to the positive that 
you know, yeah. you would have less of an impact on, I don't know, the depletion of the bees or I don't know, some right. way to like spin it positively. If I had more time to think I could phrase that better. Um, <laughs> but did you know if you did this thing, you would have this positive impact? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get instead of, yeah, if you, did you know that, yeah, if we lose our bees. Anyway, I think, right. I think the point was made. Um, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting issue. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would really love to hear our listeners' thoughts. Yeah, me too. And I was just um, thinking it'd be good, like, follow said- Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, no. No, I was thinking that it could be a good follow-up episode about, like, just education in general. Like, how much, I don't know, Mm -hmm. to educate ourselves versus, like, doing something about it. Like, it's easy to get caught up in just, like, learning. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Learning's good. But then if if you're also wanting to do something about it, like, yeah, how do you learn enough, educate yourself enough to to do something? I don't know. Just the beginning thoughts there. We'll see if it turns into, into an outline. All right. Yeah. Let us know. Give a shitter what you think about education and teaching climate change, teaching about the climate crisis in schools, what your experience was um, over on our website, theteonsustainableliving.com slash contact. Or you can comment directly on this episode. I forget that comments are turned on because they are technically blog posts. So theteonsustainableliving.com slash episode 26. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good place to leave it. All right. All right. See you on the next one. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, am I going to have to do it this? No. <laughs> no, I got you. Don't worry. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tea on Sustainable Living podcast. Now, go share it with a friend, a coworker, a partner, a family member, or whoever. A pet? Your cat? <laughs> Someone on the street? <laughs> whoever you think could use a little more support on their sustainability journey share it uh, you can send them over to our website theteonsustainableliving.com and while you're there check out the show notes for more info on today's topic all right give a shutters to you later <laughs> get it to you later as in see you later so funny oh, brandy <laughs>